0: I think my essays were what made my application, like, yeah, they're what made my application. It's not my extracurriculars and like my grades were just kind of the bare minimum.
1: college kids. Welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? In today's interview, I'll be interviewing Sohei. So could you please introduce yourself?
0: Hi, uh, my name is Sohei Yang. I'm a second year sophomore at Northwestern University. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, California, Um, currently majoring in biology and considering sociology and global health. Oh,
1: all of those as like majors or like
0: <laughs> minors? Um, So I'm considering sociology as a major and um, global health as a minor. Okay, so we'll get into like college and like majors and stuff a little bit later, but
1: let's start from the very beginning. So can you tell me a little bit about how, I guess, education and college was viewed in your family when you were young? Were you expected to go to a prestigious university or were you like... Did you grow up in like a competitive environment, a competitive school that kind of pushed you to work hard in your studies?
0: Yeah. So I'm pretty sure from a young age, I was expected to go to a good college, whatever that may mean. Um, I started, my parents told me to re- start researching colleges when I was in like eighth grade. Um, so I was pretty young. And I think I just kept looking at every college that I could to see which one I wanted. Um, but yeah, there was, I was pushed hard. I mean, I always did well in school, like from a young age and like all the, like my elementary teachers would be like, oh, she's a bright student. Like all those basic, maybe not basic, but all those kinds of comments on report cards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but ironically, my parents weren't the ones who were particularly uh, concerned that I go to a top college, but it was my sister. She's nine years older than me, which is a big age gap. And she um, really wanted me to like reach for the stars and go to the best college that I could. Um, So yeah. Uh, And as I went to like three high schools, actually. And so the first and third high school were pretty competitive not so much so that it was completely stressful just because of the fact that i'm competing against my classmates but um a lot of people from those high schools get into really good colleges um like the top 30s a lot of them so yeah i feel like some of that was healthy competition and that kind of motivated me to keep up i guess
1: And so if you started researching colleges and universities, you said about eighth grade, going into high Mm -hmm. school, was it very analytical? Like, did you know, okay, I'm going to be taking, you know, this many APs or at least trying to aim for this many APs. I'm going to make sure I start my extracurriculars early and like try to get a leadership position. So was it analytical Mm -hmm. or did you kind of just go with the flow?
0: It was pretty analytical I would say so the fact that I went to three high schools kind of messed that up to a certain extent because not all they're all public schools but not all public schools even in California are like are the same um but I did I took like 12 APs and I but I also wanted to hang on to like choir um I feel like that was my main like extracurricular that I extracurricular that I did out of like, enjoyment, mm-hmm. um, and so I kept. I did choir for ten years, and like I tried to maintain that for um, the entire. What is it? My entire high school career, I guess. But yeah, other than that, my extracurriculars. I knew that I had to get like a leadership position. I'm pretty sure I'm. I'm not. I'm pretty sure I was. Um, My friend and I like made a club, started a club and it was called Eco Club. And we ran the recycling program at school. Um, And yeah, it was just a lot of high school was the only purpose of high school for me was to get into college. There was no other except for the social aspect, I guess, to make friends. Like There was no other purpose of me going to high school other than to get into college.
1: Do you regret kind of going, approaching it more analytically rather than picking stuff that you may be more enjoyed rather than getting a leadership position, just being like a member of a club that you enjoyed? Do you regret that? Or do you think it was the right decision because you did get into Northwestern?
0: Uh, I don't really regret it because I feel like high school, but this is just how I was raised. I feel like there's a time for you because because I was raised with the goal of getting to college until I get to college like I can have fun later is mm-hmm. basically the the mindset that I was in in high school. I didn't really go to any parties like there was definitely no drinking or smoking or anything like that for me uh, in high school like much of American teens do but um, even my friends my friend groups they like my friend group um, some of them partied, some of them drank, some of them smoked like they all had their fun but I I don't know the just having friends was enough I guess um and going with the flow it's not like I don't know I feel like I did my job because for me I was raised like your job is is to be a student while you're still a child you that's your only job you're not gonna work like luckily for me like I didn't have to work any other jobs to like make have like a roof over my head and food in my stomach but um yeah, the only purpose of me going to high school again was to get to college. And I think I did that. I completed my job. I did my job well.
1: Oh, well, of course you did your job well. I'm mean, <laughs> <you're> in the <North laughs> Western now. So, okay. So let's quickly go back to your like high school transcript. So can you tell us the GPA you had and on what scale? Because every school has a different scale
0: for their so unweighted GPA. or weighted. The high school, I went to all three of my high schools had a 4.0 scale and the high school I attended for the longest and graduated from, um, was also a 4.0 scale, but it was the AP classes and the honors classes were weighted. So out of, it was five out of four instead. So my GPA was, I think it was a 4.7 when I was applying to colleges and then senior year, I kind of relaxed and got a few B's, um, and it went down to like Mm 4.5, but I was not a straight A student by all means. I got Bs in both freshman and sophomore year. And then I kind of kicked into right college, um, like the college mindset again. So I like managed to get straight A's junior years with all AP classes. Um, But I feel like for, for universities of, this caliber that's pretty normal um yeah i would say it's pretty normal for like top 10 colleges top 20 colleges to have that kind of perfect gpa i do have friends who had like a 5.0 maybe not a 5.0 but they were certainly all straight a students and took as many ap classes as i did um but yeah And with that GPA, where were you in terms of
1: the rest of your grade? Like, what was your class rank if your school did that?
0: I think it was like 16th or something. Wow. Um, My my school was, I was in the top 3% for sure. But, excuse me, um, it was my school, the school I went to for the longest and graduated from it was kind of weird because I was a transfer student mm-hmm. um, and so like the valedict I'm pretty sure I had a higher GPA than some of the valedictorians we had like 12 valedictorians it was it was really weird um, and nobody really liked it but I wasn't able to be in the ranking for valedictorian because I was a transfer student and also I feel like that affected my rank mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was also the same for a few of my other transfer student friends who were, ha, who had the same grades as me, but yeah.
1: Do you think it would have made any difference if you were valedictorian? Like if you had stayed in no. high school? No, you don't think it did
0: anything? Uh, I, valedictorian, it doesn't matter if you're valedictorian, salutatorian, or your rank. I Honestly, I don't think that matters at all when we're talking about college. So I don't really know why people stress over it so much. Maybe it's just like a pride thing or like a you want it for, like, I want it for myself thing, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's that important.
1: Interesting. Okay. So let's move on to another kind of more, I guess, high school transcript mm, statistic kind of thing, which is SAT versus ACT. So which one did you take? I took SAT. SAT. And can you tell us the preparation that you had for it? Was it last minute? again or was it like analytical you did a bunch of practice like started maybe sophomore year preparing so how did you approach the process and then eventually what did you get on the SAT
0: uh for the SAT I um I think I started studying the summer after sophomore year so the summer before junior year Mm -hmm. um I had a family friend who was able to just Like tutor me for free because he's my family friend. Um, So that was really lucky. And I also used, so after that whole tutoring summer, um, I took the SAT and didn't get the score that I really wanted. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of a shame. So I actually did Khan Academy and that helped so much. Khan Academy was for SAT prep, I recommend that over getting like a $5,000 tutor um, to anybody, to everybody. Like Khan Academy, as long as you, cause the SAT is all about just understanding the types of questions, um, not like the actual content itself in my opinion. So as long as you practice a lot, and I did practice a lot, I'm pretty sure I, I completed like every practice test available on Khan Academy. And after doing that, I knew exactly what kind of questions I would be tested on. And I think that helped a lot. Um, and the great thing about Khan Academy is that it's free. So anybody with access to a computer and like internet can can use it um, to prep for the SAT. Um, and I ended up getting a 1540 on the 16 point scale or 1600 scale. Right. So you said no, Khan Academy. wait yeah 15, sixteen yeah fifteen forty on the sixteen hundred scale sorry so Han Academy, you said
1: it was really good because I mean, first of all, it's free, which is amazing, and then it helped you the most. and you also had a tutor that you had for free. I'm just curious, did you have the option of or at least maybe your parents or your sister because she's older than you, maybe she was in the workforce already. Did you have the option of like getting a bunch of books, maybe hiring a tutor yourself? Did you have that advantage at all?
0: um, my I mean, I probably could have, but it would have, I'm just glad that I didn't because it's better to have someone do it. I don't know. It's better to save money. And -hmm. again, like I'm from the FGLI community anyway, so I wouldn't like coming from a Korean household, education is highly valued, I would say, in our culture um, and in many East Asian cultures um, to begin with. Or, or in general. So they probably would have took on that financial strain just to put me like just to get me like good grades. But I'm glad like they didn't have to.
1: Okay, that's great. And let's move on to APs, which I think is the last thing before we discuss extracurriculars and such. So again, you said coming into high school is very analytical. So I'm sure you knew you were going to take a lot of APs. So when you were taking these APs, did you Again, did you take them like on your major subjects? Did you try to do like, I don't know, Calc BC because it would look good? Or did you just, I guess, see which APs you could take and t- took as many as possible?
0: Um, I took Calc AB and I'm not good at math. So I didn't <laughs> pursue BC because I just didn't need to, I guess. Um, for most universities, Calc AB is enough to get you like college credit for math. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least portion of it. So yeah, I don't know. i I feel like I just took every for my school, the last school that I went to, I started their sophomore year, so um there was already a system in place of like what AP is the norm to take because mm-hmm. we have an AP program and a, we had an AP program and an i b program. And so I already just based off of that system, I basically took what was the norm for that school. Um, but yeah.
1: Okay. And a question about that IB system, did you take the IBs as well? Or did you just stick to the AP program?
0: No, but, um, a lot of my friends were in the IB program and I feel like it's, it's the same thing Mm -hmm. kind of, or cause AP It's not really a program, it's just the fact that they have a lot of AP courses available to the students, but the IB program is a program program, so it's a set number of students that have to take a set number of courses um, and have to complete certain examinations and um, like certain requirements to to obtain their um, international baccalaureate diploma so I think that's it's I don't know I guess it's a bit more stressful Mm -hmm. for that reason because it's there's less freedom to do what you want when you're in the IB program but yeah I'm glad I didn't I wasn't a part of it
1: um in the college application process is taking IB and AP at the same time an advantage like does it show the college admissions officers like something or rigor?
0: I don't think so. A lot of my IB friends did take AP classes because I don't think I don't think there was IB English or anything. So they took the AP Lit literature and AP Language, whatever that is, um, mm-hmm. AP Lit and AP Lang with with the rest of the AP kids. Um, I don't think that necessarily shows anything. Just the fact that you're taking um, the most rigorous course available to you is what colleges really like I guess Mm -hmm. so I don't think it's so important to be able to take both of them at the same time like that's a lot of unnecessary stress but it shows rigor I guess um but I I only took APs and I still did relatively okay so
1: Okay. okay interesting and on these AP tests what was the overall score that you got? on the AP test if you took them?
0: I got a lot of fours. That's all I remember. I don't really remember a lot of my grades. I think I got like I took AP chemistry my last my senior year and I just stopped trying um at like second semester and I I think I got a two and that was the lowest score I ever got on any of the AP scores. Any of the AP tests. Um, but yeah, I mostly scored fours and like a couple fives, maybe like one, three. Okay. Um, and I feel like, sorry, but I feel like a lot of students really stress about the score that they get on their AP tests. And I don't think that matters at all to colleges, um, unless you're trying to get credit. Um, I know for the UC system, I don't know if you're from California or not, but the UC system as long as you get a three, um, you get credit for that certain AP that you took. So you don't have to take that college in college. But the fact that you're taking the AP class and the grade that you get in the AP class is more important than the score that you get on the AP test. Like The fact that I got a three on one of those tests like, did not matter to the admissions officers here at Northwestern for sure.
1: Interesting. Okay, so let's move on to the more fun stuff, which is extracurriculars. And again, you said this was, I mean, your entire college um, application process, high school, you said it was very analytical for the most part. So, can you take us through how you approached extracurriculars and just get take us through the process? Which ones did you choose? How did you choose them? And then, how did you work yourself up to a leadership position?
0: So I know I knew from the beginning of high school that I wanted to go into medicine, um, and so I just drifted towards the sciency clubs, I guess. Um, however, because I moved around a lot um, when I was a kid, I wasn't able to really like set my roots down in any certain organization like a lot of my friends did for example a lot of them did speech and debate like took lessons for that since they were a baby not a baby but like since they were in I don't know middle school or elementary school and they worked their way up to be at like a certain level in high school and I wasn't afforded that opportunity because I moved around a lot and I wasn't be able to um, really like just develop with one organization I guess um but once i got to my last high school i just um went to the american cancer society club um the red cross club um and the one club that my friend and i made mm-hmm. i didn't have a lot of outside like outside extracurric- extracurricular activities outside of school um which is kind of surprising because a lot of people who go to northwestern tend to. Um, but I feel like it was okay. Um, as for the clubs that I went, that I was a part of in high school, um, two of them just were kind of informal. And so it was easy to get a a leadership position. Um, and so I didn't really sweat it. And for Red Cross, I wasn't actually, I didn't actually get a leadership position. I just really liked being like part of the, um, like, doing the blood drives and all that, I think that was just really fun for me. So that's why I did it. Um, And also, it was kind of like an insider club, I guess. So the leadership positions, people would, a lot of people would apply, but mostly they would only get it because, oh, like, we're in yearbook together or we're in, like, something together or, oh, I like her because she's my friend or she's my, like, Mm. friend's little sister or something like that. So which is fine. Like I didn't really care, but yeah. And what were the two clubs that you had a leadership position in? So the Eco Club, which was the one, the club that I like started with my friend and the American Cancer Society Club, um, which was a club that um, we were a part of the Relay for Life in our community. So that's like it's just a big fundraiser for the American Cancer Society and they hold it every year. And so we were just in charge of that chapter, but at our school. And then we would go to like town meetings at the city hall, um, for the, the bigger like city chapter and the eco club, my friend and I, we were just, um, managing the recycling on campus. And also we tried to get, um, Oh, we got solar, solar powered charging stations um, that were like weatherproof so they can be out on campus. Mm -hmm. Like we got that thing started for our school and like eventually our district. I'm pretty, we presented the idea to our principal um, and the principal basically took the idea and took it to district and got it. But yeah,
1: that's pretty amazing. And you said that coming into high school, you knew you wanted to pursue something in medicine. In the college application process, when you're applying, I guess, do you think it's important to make sure the major that you apply as, you know, they ask you, it's not always certain, but they ask you like what your intended major is. Do you think it's important that that major aligned with your extracurriculars, like at least matches with some of them? Or is that really not that important?
0: I feel like it should reflect upon what your passions are mm-hmm. if you're not passionate uh, if you're not passionate about any of your extracurriculars i feel like colleges just don't like that as much they're like why are you doing it if you don't like it and for a lot of the time because i went to a, a competitive high school that was in like a relatively like a upper middle class area a lot of the kids knew that they had to do like some sort of community service. So they did it just to get the community service and they didn't actually enjoy what they were doing, if that makes sense. And colleges can kind of see through that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's important to really demonstrate your passion through your extracurriculars. And I think for me, that was through choir um, for me, because I did choir for like 10 years. And so the fact that I stuck through it and kept on doing it even though I was moved around um, a lot of the time kind of showed some sort of passion and I wrote about that in some of my college supplements Mm -hmm. Um, and so your major colleges there's some statistic that says around like 60 percent of undergraduate students change their major at one point at least one point in their college career so a lot of admin know that what you apply as isn't what you're going to graduate with. Um, And so honestly, I'm not sure. I feel like the only thing that is important when you're considering your major is how competitive that major is, Hmm. if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, because I, I don't know about other schools, but doesn't Northwestern have like one major or maybe it was another school? that I went to, but Northwestern has like a certain amount of people that they can admit to a certain like college or yeah, a certain college. And then after that, it's kind of like you can get into
0: our school, but not into the specific college. I think, I don't think there is any school like university or college in the United States that has a set quota for that. I don't think that's, I'm not sure. Like they, even if they do, they probably wouldn't publicize it. Um, and I don't think that's like public information. So technically, yes, like um, just physically, a lot of class sizes aren't able to um, accommodate a large number of students. So they obviously can't accept every biology major that applies. but um, yeah, i don't I don't know precisely, but I don't know. I, I hope that made sense. Okay, because okay, maybe
1: it wasn't Northwestern. I I swore, I, sw- I don't think it's sworn, North- Northwestern. Probably not. Not yeah. Okay, I could have sworn there was some school that was like we have like a kind of limit for this like specific school within our university. Interesting. Okay, so let's move on to another part of your application. So is that like all for extracurriculars? Like that's the kind of
0: broad. Yeah. Surprisingly, I didn't do as many as a lot of like Ivy League student applicants or Ivy League applicants do because I know a lot of my friends had a bajillion extracurriculars and I honestly just thought it was kind of a waste of time because a lot of them were doing it just to put it on their resumes if and again like I said colleges can see through that so um, I don't know I just thought it would be better to fill my time with something that's meaningful and something that I actually cared about slash enjoyed. Um, So yeah. And throughout high school, if I mean, you say you didn't do a
1: billion extracurriculars, but you did have leadership positions in some and you were still academically competitive. So were you like really stressed throughout high school? Were there constant nights where you would just stay up writing an essay or stay up late because you had extracurriculars? Or was it Do you think you had it more easier than your friends that were like constantly doing a bunch of extracurriculars just for the application?
0: I feel like the extracurriculars themselves didn't take as much time as the classes and the homework did. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure. Honestly, I don't remember high school as well as some of my other friends do. Because I remember I was having a conversation with one of my friends and she was like, I remember in like, Junior year, like you would always, you would never be up at like five a.m. writing the essays while the rest of us were. Um, And honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember the specifics of high school, like. But I guess I did. I I do remember staying up late to finish an assignment at the last second. Um, And yes, I was stressed because I just had a lot of pressure coming from my family, um, mostly from my sister, and. Like I was just kind of stressed about the grades I was getting because sometimes like I would have a B in like the middle of the court in uh, the middle of the semester, and I was like, "Oh my God, am I gonna be able to make that an A um, and stuff like that. But uh, honestly, I feel like I kind of have selective memory, so the bad parts I'm just kind of blocking out mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay, Let's move on to another
1: part. actually move on to the other part which is the application essays so you mentioned earlier that you went on QuestBridge which is the scholarship um, awarded to first-gen low-income students so doing QuestBridge how is it different from doing common application coalition app
0: it's earlier it's way earlier Um, I'm pretty sure I submitted the application for QuestBridge sometime in November Mm -hmm. um, and the results come out the, the results come out earlier than early decision or early action, for sure. Um, so there's that component. The fact that if you... So there's like the entire application for qu- process for QuestBridge is kind of long. Um, like you have to admit, submit your initial application. And then if you make the finalist cut, that's the first cut. And then from there... Um, you, after you make finalists, you submit your um, supplementary essays to all the separate colleges that you applied to. Mm-hmm. Um, and through there, they decide in tandem with your like FAFSA and your financial aid forms, um, whether you get into the, the university or not. Um, so the QuestBridge application it's like 30 or 40 partner schools I don't remember um, all across the country of all levels like I there are a few colleges who are part of Crestbridge that I've never heard of um, but you only get to apply to a maximum of 12 and you rank them mm-hmm. and if you get into one like you're stuck so it's the same thing as early decision where you um, you're bound so A lot of people don't apply, like, to 12 colleges um, in total because, I don't know, I guess it's just a lot of work. Um, I have a few friends who only applied to, like, five, got in, um, like, was done with the college application before second semester of senior year started. Um, But, yeah, I, it's just... And having the QuestBridge, like, name attached to your application, because I remember in the Common App, it one of the questions is, are you affiliated with QuestBridge or any of these other programs? And you click yes. If you have that name associated with you, it's kind of, like, it tells the college admissions officers that you already went through a round of, of like, applications. Mm-hmm. And if you're good enough for QuestBridge, you probably are at least um like you you should be like in the running for the call that college if that makes sense Mm, so it gives you a sort of advantage kind of like I wouldn't say it's concrete I this is all just me theorizing but the fact that I've been involved with like researching colleges since like eighth grade and just talking to a lot of admin officers um and such like just throughout high school i went to a lot of like presentations i don't know you get a lot of emails and mail from colleges saying like oh you should visit us we're going to be in your city like you can you can answer all we'll answer all your questions et cetera et cetera et cetera and i also have like the family friend who helped me with um the sat was also a former usc admissions officer mm-hmm. so um like, I learned a lot about that. And so I'm pretty sure, like, having the QuestBridge name attached to you is a bit of a leg up. Because, again, like, you've already went through one round of applications. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, you're good enough for QuestBridge, or to be, like like, a finalist for QuestBridge. Oh, we should consider her for Northwestern. Because, like, if she's good enough for QuestBridge, maybe she'll be good enough for Northwestern. And it, like, makes them read your application more thoroughly i remember um i was talking to someone from upenn an admissions officer at one of those conference thingies and he was like there's a like gpa doesn't matter so much just that if you meet a certain threshold maybe like a 3.8 unweighted um then we'll read your application more thoroughly if that. But if you have like a 2.7, we'll read your application, but we won't read it as thoroughly as we do someone who has a 3.8. Like we'll if that makes sense. So I feel like that says a lot.
1: Yeah. So that's the same with Questbridge. If you have it, they'll read it more thoroughly. Like if you have a I don't
0: think GPA. they'll read it
1: like it just catches their attention more. Oh, okay. Interesting. So in your I guess the first round of application that you did what was what were your essays about or what were they like kind of centered about if you could give like the general topic you don't have to like go into specifics
0: it was about um my f- like just growing up and my family and just mm-hmm. all like what that put me through to put it very general, like I don't want to get into it to be oh, honest you don't have to but um it's yeah I wrote a lot about my family but for the that was for QuestBridge and my common app Um, I had to prepare my Common App, just in case I didn't get into QuestBridge anyway, uh, get in with QuestBridge. So I had my Common App. I also did my UCs. Um, But yeah, pretty sure like the main essay, which was around like 800 words, I guess Mm -hmm. they were all the same topic, just different variations to match the word limit. And for for the supplementary essays, they were just random. Like, I just went with whatever prompt they gave me. Um, Maybe, like, oh, I remember there's, like, a Northwestern question that's, like, why Northwestern? And for that, I kind of looked up a bit of, like, Northwestern traditions that happen, et cetera. And, like, um, I tied it in with, like, choir, I remember. And I tied it in with, like, oh, what I want to do at Northwestern and just what I think is great about Northwestern, um, and I I don't know if that makes yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Basically and, tying
0: in tradition and mm-hmm. like what makes Northwestern northwestern into what I like. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And with writing your essays, did you were you particularly stressed about them? Or are you generally do you generally consider yourself a good writer that you thought like, oh my application essays, both the big like six hundred, eight hundred word one and my supplementals will be fine? Or were you kind of worried
0: about like how they would turn out I didn't really realize what my writing level was until I got to college I think my essays were what made my application like yeah they're what made my application it's not my extracurriculars and like my grades were just kind of the bare minimum um I think I worked on my essays for a long time I had my common app essay and like like my what is what is it called the uh, the main essay right for common yeah, app the, just personal statement just called the there common we go. app essay yeah but my personal statement for the common app i finished by summer like, like i start i started working on it the summer after junior year and then it was finished by the time i got i started senior year of high school um and I don't know. I wasn't just breezing through. I spent a lot of time on it because that is like, I think it's where I could make up for stuff that I lacked in because I knew I wasn't on par with a lot of the other um, candidates who are applying to Northwestern. Like they probably have so many other extracurriculars and like some of them probably have done research with certain professors at a university. Some of them probably took advanced courses at like another community college because what they offered at their high school wasn't enough for them or just something like that something extra or like oh I they studied abroad or somewhere but um like for what I lacked I made sure that I um caught up through my essays so I didn't breeze through them at all like I wasn't I just rewrote them until like I thought they were perfect and I had multiple people read them and Mm -hmm. um get feedback got feedback from them as well.
1: Okay, so you, if you say that you started after the summer of your junior year and finished by that summer, that's almost a year of, like, writing your essays,
0: right? The, no, it's just a summer of, or... Oh, the summer of? after The summer after junior year ended, and, like, between, so junior year ends here, summer, mm-hmm. and then senior year starts here. And then the applications are due towards the end of first semester senior year, right? Oh,
1: that makes so much more sense. I thought you spent like so end of like. No, no,
0: not a year. Uh, It's like, oh my God. My my UC application and my personal statements were finished by the start of senior year. And then I worked on my supplementals until Mm -hmm. like they were due.
1: I see. And okay, so we've basically done every kind of component. Well, actually, let's get to recommendation letters, and then we can talk about the colleges that you selected on QuestBridge, like you ranked. So can Mm -hmm. you quickly walk us through how you approached recommendation letters and who you ultimately got them
0: from? So I got it from that history teacher who also taught AP Human Geography. Mm -hmm. He was my teacher for AP Human Geography and um, APUSH. And he was also the club advisor for the American Cancer Society club that I was in. Um, I, everybody hated him. Nearly everybody hated him. Um, But for some reason, I just like thought he was a nice old man. Um, He, I don't know, I guess we, I don't know, I wouldn't say we got close or anything like that. But he, I think he knew, I made a really good first impression on him um, is what I think it was. And then from there, from then on, he just expected a certain amount from me, like as a student, because he knew like, he was able to gauge my level of, I don't know, he just saw something in me, I guess you Mm -hmm. could say. Um, and like he, I just liked history as, as in high school, and I was engaged in his class. I would um, answer, like raise my hand, participate, do all these things, talk to him after class every so often. Um, and once I took AP Human Geography, I was like, he knows that I really like this class, and so I'm pretty sure he'll be willing to um, write me a letter of recommendation. But yeah, and then, and then I asked for a letter of recommendation from my AP Biology teacher. Um, she and I were very close, even though I only had her for a year, she, um, what is it? She's, she's a Korean lady. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that was already a step up because we spoke another language other than English together. And like, I would ask her things in Korean every now and then. And like, from there on, it was like a small little bond, even though a lot of the kids in my school were Korean, um but I expressed my interest in biology to her and I told her like why I wanted to be a doctor and all that. And I ended up like tutoring her kids. Like she has little elementary school aged kids. So I went over to her house, um, and like tutored her kids. We went out to lunch once, like it was great. Um, she was like, like a second mom, basically Mm -hmm. like maybe a third mom because my sister is also a second mom, but she was great. And that was a close personal connection, and I was like, "She, she can, even if she's probably not the best writer in the world because she's a biology teacher, um, she'll be able to like she cares about me enough to like try to make the letter of recommendation good." Mm-hmm. So that's something to consider when you're asking for a letter of recommendation. I knew the history teacher would be able to write a a great letter of recommendation because he's a history teacher and he writes essays all the time, um, but uh, I. Did have to worry about like it was like a balancing act. Like Mm -hmm. the bio teacher cared about me enough to work hard on that essay. The history teacher did probably liked me enough to write a good one, but also didn't have to work too hard to write a good one. So he wrote it anyway. If that makes sense, yeah, that makes Um, sense. So you probably even beyond high school, like when you're in college, when you are applying for a job and you're asking for a letter of recommendation it doesn't have to be from a teacher like they i'm pretty sure the common app as, like, explicitly says that you can get it from like i don't know your boy scout instructor or like somebody who an adult figure who you were close with um it's probably not family but anyway just like make sure that they like their writing capabilities mm-hmm. are at least okay yeah
1: that makes sense Yeah. So we've basically looked at kind of like all the components that you would put on an application or that an application requests of you. So let's move on to actually selecting colleges. If QuestBridge had a limit and a ranking, how did you kind of approach? First of all, how did you find out like about the schools and then how did you rank them? What appealed to you most about the schools that you ranked at the top?
0: So for me, since I've, I was looking into colleges since middle school, I was pretty, I pretty much knew where I wanted to apply to because I've already done all the research and I've like written in notebooks about the pros and cons about each of them. Um, and with the QuestBridge application, I guess I looked into the ones that I hadn't heard before. Um, and like from there, I I don't think I applied to the ones I hadn't heard of before even though i did research about them because they just didn't really click with me i'm pretty sure i used um there are websites online that like filter out um i'm pretty sure the college what what is what is the sat the company that does the sat and the ap college board college board yeah (laughs) I'm pretty sure the College Board has this feature where you can put in, like, certain aspects of a university or college you want to go to, and they'll filter out all the ones that check those boxes. So, like, oh, where in the U.S. do you want to go to college? If you just picked West Coast, it would only show you West Coast colleges, public or private, like, good weather, bad weather, um, like, liberal arts or university uh, like all those kinds of things, and so from there is probably where I picked my top choices,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: which were U Chicago, Duke, Northwestern, Yale, Columbia, and I don't remember the rest <laughs> to be okay. honest. Um, but just along, oh Dartmouth, like just top colleges, like the basic ones, I kind of didn't want to go to harvard which is surprising um and i i i was going to apply to stanford but i decided not to because there were just too many supplements and i couldn't get them done on time um but yeah i don't know uh i just feel like you you just need to know what you want and i know that's hard to decide especially when you're only like 17 18 but I just had a kind of a gut feeling. And Northwestern, UChicago, Chicago, and Duke checked all the boxes that I wanted. Um, but yeah. and Does that a, answer?
1: Yeah, yeah, this is mm-hmm. to answer my question. So, and you lived in California, and, and obviously the UCs are in California. So, did it ever appeal to you to, like, were you ever strongly thinking about going to one of the UC colleges?
0: No. I, the UCs, I applied to the UCs as safety schools as like last resort because I did not want to stay in California. Mm -hmm. I, like I mentioned before, I moved around a lot and it was only in Southern California, but I've just seen enough of California. Like it's all the same people. It's all the same, like Los Angeles culture is just so unappealing to me. Um, And so I just wanted to leave and get as far away as I could basically, Um, and yeah, I, the UCs I only applied to just in case I didn't get into anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, but I applied to UC Berkeley, UCLA, UC Irvine, and I think UC San Diego, and maybe one more that I don't, I think UC Davis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: So. And you said that QuestBridge is also binding and I'm trying to understand this. So you got into Northwestern and that means you were bounded. But what about the other colleges that you could have, maybe you did get into them, but that you could have potentially got into? Like, do they just do it by rank? Like whichever so, one that ranks the highest and you get into?
0: So, yeah, basically. So if I, so say I went uh, Chicago, Duke, Northwestern, Columbia, Yale, if mm-hmm. I did that, they send my application to UChicago Chicago first. If U Chicago doesn't want me, they send it to Duke. If Duke doesn't want me, they send it to Northwestern. If Northwestern oh. does not want me, they send it to um, Columbia and so on. But if UChicago Chicago wants me, they send me there, and oh. they don't send the application to any of the other schools that you ranked.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So you won't.
0: So if you get your top choice, you won't know if you would have gotten into any of those other schools. But QuestBridge works like you enter the finalist stage, and I was a finalist. um, So they accepted my QuestBridge application. And now I had to do the supplements for the schools that I ranked. And then they proceed to send those that application to those schools. But none of those schools wanted me at that point, Mm -hmm. as a QuestBridge student. Um, In my opinion, the fact that I ranked Northwestern as a QuestBridge student, but didn't get in as a QuestBridge student, and got in as an early decision student, has a lot to do with the financial aid aspect of it because QuestBridge is paying, um, because Northwestern is paying for my education in full through QuestBridge. If that makes sense.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing, so I'm like, yeah,
0: like, I'm I don't know. It's a lot to piece. explain. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but that's okay, um, like. I feel like, yeah, it was my financial aid process. My FAFSA was really complicated um, because of my family situation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm not going to get into it, but I feel like there was a little bit of a difference between the financial information I put in for QuestBridge and the financial aid information I had to put in for the FAFSA um, that made them end up... Like not giving me the quest for the match, mm-hmm. but and like they encouraged me to roll over into early decision, so I did. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. That that kind of makes sense. I I know I'm missing like pieces because this is my first time hearing about this, but yeah, that makes sense. That concludes part one of my interview with Sohei. Make sure to subscribe so you know when part two comes out. Also check out my blog acollegekid.com for various college-related articles there. But other than that, I hope to see you in the next one.